Hey, just made it back in time to do a broadcast today, and I wouldn't miss this for the world. My good buddy, Jonathan E. Mord, Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour. We made some announcements over the past week since last show, and we're going to reiterate how profound they are relating to what Jonathan is up to. And I don't even know if it was his idea, but people do want this, and uh, I wouldn't mind it at all. So stand by for that. Also, in hour two, we have a, a new guest, L. Russ, and she's going to talk about thyroid issues. And you can't talk enough about thyroid issues because people got them. And we want to see what, what other pathways of resolution are out there. So that's coming up as well. Also, stand by for a major announcement about our event scheduled this next weekend in Orlando. Major shift, major change because of the hurricane. So uh, get ready. Make notes. Tell your friends. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. The chat room is there. It's alive. It's happening. And I'm excited because uh, Jonathan Emore has got some stuff to say. So let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. With another gaffe from the president, Biden looking for the deceased representative, Jackie Walorski, at an event yesterday. The White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, tried to clean it up. Watch. I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here. She was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. Yeah, it's it's getting hard to take at this point, Dagan. Why can't they say why can't they just be honest? How about some honesty? Just say he made a mistake. He just he just forgot that she had passed away and he didn't mean any disrespect. Well, there you go. The guy that's not present at all in his own body, apparently his brain and his mind is gone. Uh, yet supposedly he's still president, uh, making another gaffe, uh, calling on a dead congressperson. Unless he was holding a seance, I wasn't aware of it. The, the new meetings now with Bob Biden, are they seances? Checking in on that and updating on all the things that are actually good and right with the world is Jonathan E. Mord. Sacred Fire of Liberty starts right about now. Jonathan, I, I tried to dress up. I at least have buttons on my shirt today, but uh, it's nothing like you. It's it's very impressive, Robert. And I, I always like the earphones, Robert. And I, I think that's a nice thing. What people don't realize is that Robert wears those even when he's off the air. (laughs) His wife frequently complains that, you know, he's hard of hearing. But the reality is that he's everywhere, even boxing. He has those on. uh, Yeah, I wear them boxing because usually, you know, those big gold chains, they just kind of wear me down, slow me down. So I just do these lightweight earphones. I imagine in those big diamond earrings. My goodness. (laughs) You know, that combined with getting, you know, your ears puffed out because of being hit. So you got a lot going on there. Um, Joe Biden, uh, in his recent comments to the dead, um, I think he was, you know, when you approach that age where your distance between here and the everlasting afterlife um, is is close, perhaps he's seeing ghosts. Maybe maybe he's seeing uh, people that are already passed because um, his brain is is in, indeed almost there, if not completely there, because it's of no use to him here. 
So perhaps the only utility perhaps of, of his brain is, is for what it may provide him in the afterlife. It gives him no assistance while he's here. Well, and to the point of that uh, morning show, Bartiromo or whatever talking about, it's like, it seems reasonable. Why can't you just be honest? It's like he made a gaffe, another gaffe. All right. Don't, don't try to explain it away. Like he was there to honor her. I mean, that becomes... <laughs> yeah, I, they do that all the time. It's, it's hilarious. They're always, you know, they, they sort of are like the, the person that um, we had to hire at one of our events, uh, thanks to the County we live in um, when horses were out in a, in a field we had to have people running after them with those scoops. And those people are actually uh, ones who would be very good uh, assistance to Joe Biden because it seems like his uh, existing crew is already overwhelmed by the amount of poop he drops uh, everywhere. Uh, and those people would be more honest about the, the good service that they provide as opposed to the shoveling of you-know-what by the White House uh, spokesperson at that point. Uh, who just can't even lie with any uh, semblance of uh, capacity. All right. Well, Jonathan, I, I do want to uh, reiterate this announcement we made last week. I think this was after the show. I don't know if we actually said this together with you. I, I, the timing, the, the calendar, it's all running together for me. But there is an, officially now an exploratory committee set up for Jonathan E. Moore to run for the U.S. Senate from Virginia to ultimately defeat Tim Kaine, who I liken to a Batman villain, this guy. And yes, here it is. Super Don has it up. Constitutional lawyer Jonathan Emord forms Emord for Senate Exploratory Committee. We're going to have a big uh, uh, meeting, and and everybody's welcome from the Health Freedom Expo at the Health Freedom Expo. This might be the first one, or, or very soon to be, uh, official gathering where Dan Burton is going to be there presenting. I'll be there. Your wife will be there. Others will be there. And you want to be part of that. That's a, you know history in the making together. And there'll be other events around the country. I reached out to my good buddy, Casey Krejci from Living Fuel. And immediately, I think he called you and said, hey, what can I do? And they're going to host some things in Florida. And uh, again, prayers and love to all those in Florida suffering through some intense, intense oh, yeah. weather uh, phenomenon. But uh, hopefully in Orlando, everything's OK. But again, this is genuinely exciting. Not that I'm like, oh, yeah, run for it's like I, I we talked about this beforehand as well. And I'm like running through all the things to make sure, you know, did you really think about that? You know, like and you had, and especially with your wife, Cheryl, and I'm, you know, based on what I learned from you and the family, I'm 100 percent behind you, supporting you, endorsing you, all that. That's clear and obvious. But what is this journey you're about to undertake or you are on undertaking right now? Well, I think all of us. uh who are serious about the United States of America existing and uh, remaining a, a wonderful land of freedom have had enough. Uh, I think we've all been exhausted by the abuse that has been put upon us by this administration and by the leadership of the Democrat Party. Uh, that caused me to write the book, The Authoritarians, and to document the rise of socialism in America we are witnessing our country being taken down. People can't afford uh, these inflated food prices. My goodness, the average uh, American household uh, earns around $65,000 a year. And they've witnessed this inflation take a bite out of individual income of over $3,500 for an individual and for households over $6,000. That's a massive tax increase atop the taxes they already pay. And it's unaffordable. 
uh, and we're watching people suffer uh, entirely unnecessarily, all due to this massive government spending. Uh, when you have to pay 118% higher for eggs that you paid for last year than you paid for last year, bacon is through the roof, meats are through the roof, gas prices are massively up and they're going to be increasing again. Uh, home heating oil is going to be unaffordable. In other words, this road to socialism where they're destroying the fossil fuel industry is paved with massive inflation and the spending that is just incredible. Uh, we are expending money that has tripled the national uh, budget from $4.2 trillion a year. We're spending $12.4 trillion a year. We have a national debt of $31 trillion. And that is all due to reckless abuse by those in power. Uh, and so uh, Tim Kaine in Virginia has been a principal ally of the president voting with him about 99% of the time for all these massive spending bills, for making a woke military, for uh, uh, leaving the Americans in Afghanistan and allies there, abandoning the cause of the American people and humiliating us in the process. All this is unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable to you. It's unacceptable to your most of your viewers. Um, yes. And so I, ha I, I have to do something. I'm not going to sit by mm -hmm. and let it all go. If I were looking at my life at uh, whatever age I finally uh, depart from this planet, um, I want to be able to say in my last uh, moments that I did everything I could for my country. Mm -hmm. And now this is what I really need to do. You know what occurs to me as well, you know, because you're absolutely not naive about the process of going in and running for election, much less at the senatorial level. And, you know, what you're up against, the moneyed interest, all of that. And, you know, one of the things we've witnessed, of course, of you, you, you know, a man of great principle, you have not shied away from communicating all that you believe. And your life is a testament to those beliefs as well. Uh, you in my humble estimation, you're not someone that can be bought like Jonathan. I know you believe this, but here, let me give you this money and you can pretend you don't believe that for a moment. That's not you. That's not, that's why for me, you know, we have a personal friendship relationship that it, I have no concern in that regard, but you get in there. You also don't have delusions of grandeur. I talk about that as well to realize one person may not be the thing that changes everything, but as we've seen, like in the era of Ron Paul, one person has made a, a tremendous transformation in terms of awareness, consciousness, education. You've done a lot like Ron to address the history that was lost to help people understand how and why we got here, why we're here, that it wasn't just overnight this happened. The things you can do in the Senate, if there's a Senator Rand Paul still there at that point in time, I think there's some extraordinary things that could happen. But think about just the issue of separation of powers. One aspect, which is completely gone and lost in the oligarchy you've written about since you wrote The Rise of Tyranny, and if you thought about how you can tackle the FDA, the oligarchy, if you will, from within the Senate that you couldn't do as an attorney, even beating them back in court numerous times. Yeah. So that's my first goal. I mean, even when I, 1985, before 1985, when I was looking at the direction that the federal government was going in then, I dedicated my life to be a constitutional attorney and fight the government. And then I have won several times. But even those court orders that were directing the agencies to abide by the Constitution have been violated by those very same agencies. So that's left me to conclude that 
the legal course of attacking government in the courts, while it may prove victorious in specific instances, is, is almost always undermined by those same agencies advancing the same illegal cause uh, despite the court orders. So then that you ask yourself, well, if that's not going to work, what else can I do? And I think I haven't tried this yet, so I'm going to give it a shot. If I'm in the belly of the beast, maybe I can give them massive indigestion and make them cough up some of the things that they were supposed <laughs> to be doing. That's, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, furthermore, uh, I just don't see, like Dan Burton and John Doolittle, former congressmen, tell me, they say, Jonathan, you know, members of Congress don't have your background. They don't have it. They don't understand the law. Uh, the way you do. You're a lawyer. They don't understand the Constitution the way you do. You're a constitutional scholar. They don't understand the regulatory agencies. You've fought them. You've been involved in the regulatory morass. You can articulate things that people haven't even thought of the words to put together about. A lot of this uh, inside Washington, inside the Capitol, is that good people don't know exactly what they should do to stop the insanity. And the answer is for someone like, you know, yours truly vested in the legal changes that you can bring about through legislation. It's not just court orders. So I hope to get in there and succeed in drafting legislation and convincing colleagues that it's good. Now, if we don't have a Republican wave, then what I'm doing is stopping the abuse. But if we do have that Republican wave, and it looks like it, then I'm going to be able to uh, be a conscience in the Senate, like Rand Paul, who would be an ally, and working to draft legislation that uh, disables the regulatory state, makes it impossible for it to hurt people in their businesses, small businesses, and enables there to be a renaissance and free market activity in this country. You know, if we don't have a supply side revolution, if we don't have Arthur Laffer's supply side right now, given all this massive inflation, so we have to cut government spending, yes, but that's still not going to solve this inflation problem. It's a massive problem they've created. So what do you need to do? Well, you need to cut back on regulations that are disabling competition in the market. So there'll be more business production and activity. We need to bring back to the United States manufacturers from overseas using tax incentives to do that, to enable them to uh, receive tax reductions if they will return to America and make their manufacturing here, particularly from China, all those pharmaceutical companies over there. They should be here. And then in addition to that, we need to be able to cut individual taxes because individuals need to invest and they need to save and we need to offset this inflationary impact through tax reduction. I'm glad to see Christy Nome doing that uh, gloriously in uh, South Dakota. She's cutting taxes significantly in South Dakota, um, but that needs to be done nationally. So if we had this supply side revolution, what would happen is production would increase, manufacturing would increase, product availability would increase, government would recede, and there would be more goods available in the market for purchase. And with the cutting of spending, there would be less government men, uh, money out there. And that will cause the this, this uh, uh, proportionality associated with too many dollars chasing mm-hmm. too 
few goods, that's inflation, to be readjusted such that there would be less. And critically, we have to get government out of the way, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, the EPA, and state governments out of the way so that there can be uh, gas and oil production. We have the largest quantity of gas and oil under our uh, country's earth yeah. than anywhere on earth. They, they don't tell you that. We have more fuel energy available mm -hmm. in this country than anywhere else. Gas should never be uh, above $2 a gallon. It's, a, it's, it's ridiculous that it is. There's no justification for it. The, uh, the reason why it's happening is that they're going to war against the fossil fuel industry stupidly. And that's well, something that has to be stopped too. If we look, if we lower the price of goods and services and cut inflation substantially mm -hmm. and then lower gas prices down to $2 a gallon, we would have an economic boom in this country. If we cut taxes significantly so that uh, essentially you achieve a a, a maximum rate across the board of 15%, you would have more money poured back into the economy into free hands. Yeah. You would have a huge economic boom in this country. There'd be no shortage of tax dollars going into the government, sadly, because people would be paying their taxes. At well, a, at and that's another dilemma that I think we're paying entirely too much and simply uh, the growth of government, the cancer that it, it was warned that it would become. Uh, is eating up the the productivity of each and every one of us, much less the attack on energy and, and the energy independence, which again destroys freedom. It's an attack on everybody, and and I I wish the people on the uh, the left at this point would see it. Some of them are, uh, but it's an attack on everybody. It doesn't matter your political persuasion or belief about it. If you don't have access to affordable energy sources, you're going to be enslaved uh, by those who can't they afford. Would take the United States back to the Stone Age but do absolutely nothing on carbon pollution because the Chinese pollute much, much more than anybody else. India pollutes massively and there's no constraint on that. So this whole thing is really sacrificing the entire United States, every American citizen, for what? It's not gonna change any amount of carbon production in the world. Furthermore, the causality between carbon dioxide production and global warming has never been established. Yeah. And the whole global warming thing is more politics than science. And as, as far as that goes, why would you destroy your whole country on an unproven theory? Why would you put people out of business? In, in Virginia alone, 152,000 people will lose their jobs when they shut down fossil fuels. 152,000 people. And... You know, why? Uh, putting everybody back in the Stone Age, is that going to help? Is that really going to change? No. Are we all for that? Do we all want to uh, live with no uh, central air conditioning, heating, no reliable source of energy? Yeah, sa saving the earth without yeah. actually thinking about the fact that the earth doesn't need saving. I think people do, <laughs> but they need to think clearly. And I think one of the aspects of your strength, Jonathan, is not only your constitutional knowledge, but your ability to communicate. Because you know, if you have a, a platform in the Senate to really elucidate the reasons for the things that you would promote or write or legislation, you have to be able to convince. You have to, uh, you know, argue things to reach people that hadn't even considered the things 
that you're saying the way you're saying them. You know, I think about, again, in the House of Representatives, what Ron Paul did a lot of times realizing he couldn't reach even the majority of his Republican colleagues on a lot of things. It was an educational opportunity for not only people in Congress, but anybody who watched and it did have an impact. It changed a lot of people. Granted, we're still in a whole heap of trouble in terms of the, the government's growth and all of that it does that is not constitutional. But I think about your ability to persuade through that historical perspective and your legal knowledge, et cetera, is quite unique. You've written legislation for Ron Paul over the years, and you might be able to help bring some of those things back. Maybe it's time those things time have finally arrived. Well, you know, Robert, if you really love your country and you really love the people of your country, you would never do what they're doing. You would never make it hard for people to eat. You'd never make it hard for people to pay for gas. You, you'd never make it impossible for people to rest secure because you open the borders and allow criminals to just race through this country and the drug trafficking. You'd never allow fentanyl to be pouring in in such a, incredible amounts from our southern border from China uh, to cause the number one leading cause of death to be fentanyl overdose for everybody from 18 years old to 45. How can you possibly not react to that? But all these people from the president on down to uh, Senator uh, Kane or Senator Warner in Virginia or all the Democratic senators and Schumer just sit there in lockstep and don't protect their own constituents from being attacked. I mean, if you love if you love children, how could you possibly endorse a indoctrination agenda for the public schools? How could you possibly endorse an agenda to mutilate children's bodies uh, in order to give them a lie that somehow you can take their biological uh, sex and change it when that's not possible? All you end up is with a, a child just horrifically mutilated by castration or a mastectomy when they're children. How can you do this? Yeah. And they're doing it. It's gotten to that point where you, you were, as much as we've been astonished over the years to witness what government has done and the people in it, and even as we acknowledge the Republicans that have not actually been for constitutional government, you know, they speak a good game. We're trying to see, can there be another generation coming through? There are a lot of young people uh, and people that are not necessarily young, but have had it. They're seeing the things you're talking about, Jonathan, and running for office at various levels, state, local, and now even uh, House of Representatives and Senate. Uh, this is an exploratory committee that has been set up, and I'm just going to let you know what it takes to run for the Senate is ridiculous in terms of a monetary investment. But if you would like to see someone like Jonathan E. Mord in the Senate, this exploratory committee is set up to run through March of 2023. As far as I know, at this point, if a million dollars is raised, Jonathan is committed to move forward. If not, you're going to go. I, I, I put it out there. I'll walk away. And I know I at least made the attempt. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, for my own conscience, I mean, I. I can't, I have the ability to save this country. I have the ability to do that. Now, I I know what to do and I know how to lead a fight to get there. And I know that I will be tenacious in doing it. But for my own conscience, when I'm a, you know, extremely seasoned ancient human being about ready to leave, I want to be able to say when I look back at my life that I did everything I possibly could for the constitution I love, for the people I love of this country and for freedom.
And if I don't give this a shot, uh, I will be disappointed in myself. So I'm doing the best I can. I can tell you the good news is that I have within the last 48 hours since I issued the press release uh, announcing the exploratory committee, I've received an overwhelming outpouring. I mean, overwhelming. I can't, I can't even get through all the emails uh, and texts that the people are sending, but it bodes well for the idea that we're going to get there. And I, I think we will get there. In fact, my, my political advisor is telling me, Jonathan, I don't think it's whether you're going to get there in that support. It's when. Oh. And he's saying you need to be an official candidate sooner rather than later. And I've been explaining uh, to people that an exploratory committee is testing the waters. It's right. designed to determine the feasibility of a candidacy. And, and, and this, uh, honestly, John, this is not to feed your ego. I, you know, we talked about this behind the scenes. You know, there's a friend of friend about this. This is not about that. This is a genuine desire as you've dedicated your life. And I know you, and I've had this desire in my own life, in my own way to say, Hey, can we do something that will actually make an impact and a difference? And I think about my kids, the country that they grow up in, will it be one of totalitarian dictatorship via socialism, communism, and collectivism, or will there be a resurgence and a renewal in the foundational principles of this country? I know that many people don't even know what they are anymore. So it's a big educational event on an ongoing basis just to be running, much less to actually get in the Senate. Even when we hear someone like Senator Rand Paul talking about this, you know, the mainstream media, they try to basically, you know, dismiss everything he says or not cover it at all. Because if something lands that causes people to go, aha, oh, that's the kind of thing that we we talk about these things. You talk about there's all of these aha moments that they'd like to avoid having to cover. So we must continue to speak out and speak up and also educate through the process. But you're right. And I'm blown away, too. And I'm thrilled. But I don't count on these things happening. But the response has been tremendous thus far. But I'm thinking about all the folks in this audience that knows other people. It's like, can you imagine a Jonathan E. Mord in the U.S. Senate? What so that would do, what that could do. You know, I hate to do the thing that all politicians do, and I'm not a politician. I really am not. I've seen politicians, and I don't like them. Hmm. But unfortunately, as you're pointing about with the money, if people will go to emord4va.com, that's where they can donate, emord4va.com. And uh, it takes a lot of money. I mean, I think Tim Kaine has $51 million, access to $51 million for this campaign. Um, so, you know, there's a lot more to be acquired in order to mount the thing successfully, but I'm tenacious. I mean, I'm going to go up and down the state. I'm going to meet virtually everybody who's willing to be, uh, come into contact with me during this period of time. The election is not until 2024. So I'm really trying to get out there and I'm going to, you know, un unusual for a, uh, a conservative among the first people I'm going to be meeting with are pastors in uh, in churches in the inner cities, in the urban areas of the state, as well as in the underprivileged or poorer areas of the state, because I believe that I need to hear from these people about specifically what are the problems. I have an idea. I know crime's running rampant because of all these Soros prosecutors. I know there are economic hardships associated with the inability to get sustainable enterprise in those uh, areas, 
particularly because of the pandemic shutdowns and all the nonsense. So, but I want to hear exactly what's going on. Why are the families unstable? What can we do? And I want to address that as well as other issues. But one of the first things I'm going to be doing, I've been asking with, uh, inter, I've been talking to an interfaith uh, leader for um, uh, the area. And I've been saying, hey, look, I need to meet these pastors who are dealing with the problems that people are facing. And I want to sit down with them and say, hey, look, you educate me about the troubles that's going on. Mm-hmm. But your, my, your earlier point, Robert, our your family, my family, our friends' families, everybody who we know through our churches and you know through through our communities, they're suffering. And there's no shortage of complaints. I mean, my goodness, people are angry, people are upset about their cost of living, about the danger they face. People feel insecure. I was talking to the um, attorney general of Virginia. And in his his uh, discussion of these points, he said, uh, you know, people are telling me over and over again, they're afraid, they're insecure. They want to know when at their at these public meetings, they're asking, hey, why aren't there more police? Why are? And he said, you got these Soros prosecutors not prosecuting recidivist crime, violent crime happening because of it. And then you've got uh, the problem of the defunding of the police. So you have less police, more criminals on the street. He was in one area of the state. He was saying how this one area of the state um, uh, where they had uh, uh, a a 90, they determined that 95% of the increase in violent crime was as a result of two uh, uh, violent criminals repeatedly being released rather than prosecuted and incarcerated. Two. And it, 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 it takes so little to affect, I mean, when you have someone who's a murderer and you're not putting them in jail. So all of this, I mean, our whole country has to be saved. We're the greatest country on earth. We're the bastion of liberty for the world. And we're being sunk by a bunch of people who are more interested in themselves than their nation. We got to get them out. And we got to get people in who love this country, who love the people of this country, and we're going to fight for those people and our Constitution. So anyway, you're that way, Robert. You've always been that way. You and I have been, you know, ideologically married uh, forever. (laughs) And I mean, you know, we we have always shared this commitment to our country and our love of the Constitution and of individual liberty. What's so shocking is that the people running this country view all of that mm-hmm. as just a line. They tell that they don't even like their constituents. They don't even like mm-hmm. America. They get up there and they say whatever is they think is appropriate. You listen to what Biden says. I mean, to the extent that it's even comprehensible. Yeah, exactly. A bunch of junk. But if you listen to what he says, there's no sincerity. And when you talk about these other guys, I mean, I look at these these senators on the far left, like, you know, Kane and, and Warner, they they speak a lot, but they do nothing for their constituents. They just hurt them. Yeah. They vote for all these bills. They don't even care that there's inflation. They don't mm-hmm. even care. Didn't it didn't Reagan at one point say the heart of conservatism is libertarianism? 
I have a vague memory of that. Or was that uh, was uh, going back to, yeah, it could have been further back. But remember the idea of, of freedom that the founders kind of said, you know what, we might be able to put a government together that would uh, limit the damage to freedom that has been done by governments throughout history. And, you know, obviously we're so far beyond a government that that protects and, and, and you know, endorses or even embraces freedom that there's a lot of work to be done. I'm, I'm not under any illusion that just having Jonathan Emore in the Senate, everything's fine. Any more than had Ron Paul been elected to president. But without those steps, without the presence of people like Jonathan Emore to have, let's say, call it a pulpit, call it a, you know, a, a place where education can be done and really unindoctrination and deprogramming from the cult of government, even via, uh, you know, establishment Republicans that are still there, that would be a profound benefit, I believe, to this country, not much less Virginia, which technically you'd be representing, although since the, the uh, abolition of the state legislators choosing senators, the states have sort of had not much standing at the federal government level since it went to popular elections. But that's what we're dealing with now. So ultimately reaching the, the, the electorate in, in Virginia for a candidacy such as yours, Jonathan. But of course, I encourage anybody that knows Jonathan and would love to see him there. Uh, support him and uh, throw some throw some support in the way you do by going to uh, let me see we've got I think we've got the link up in the show notes if not Superdot will add it but there's actually the website that Jonathan mentioned uh, what did you say emord for Virginia or how did it go emord for va okay emord for va.com and you'll see the opportunities you have uh, to donate as well as if you're going to join us at the Health Freedom Expo there'll be a special event which will include. <laughs> Cool one, Robert, because you're going to be there, but also Robert's going to be the MC of that event. But also we've got Congressman Dan Burton, who I love dearly and who was a courageous and absolutely uh, unflagging advocate of health freedom in Congress. He was fantastic. I worked with him on putting uh, FDA commissioners on the spot. Yep. uh, And I was so impressed by him. I, I can barely stand most of these members of Congress, yeah. but I really, I really like Dan Burton. Anyway, he was, he's a patriot. He loves this well, country. And what I want to say about Dan, Dan's a guy that is under no illusion or delusion about how it works. He's been on right. the inside of it. He knows what he's been up against, what you would be up against, but in endorses you full. In fact, he's been part of the group going, Jonathan, you need to run. We need you in the Senate. So it's an acknowledgement and recognition that yes, change and transformation can come from engaging and participating too. This is not to say this is the only method to do it. And Jonathan, you've never said that either. There are so many ways. Well, no, but you know what? what, A couple of things. First of all, also at that event, um, and he is a giant. Uh, I've known him for years and I've respected him and, and I'm, I'm humbled by his, his, you know, reciprocal respect for me is Joe Morris. Joe Morris uh, people won't recognize the name, perhaps, uh, but those of us in the law do. So Joe Morris was a, the assistant United States Attorney General under Ed Meese, mm-hmm. and uh, he was brilliant. And and he is the general counsel for B'nai B'rith, or B'nai B'rith? B'nai mm-hmm. B'rith? Uh, uh, and he is also one of the most eloquent and uh, accomplished uh, federal lawyers in the United States. So anyhow, fortunately for me, he's, he's endorsing my can my, uh, camp committee, but he's also, uh, coming to, uh, Chicago to this event. People oh. have a chance to hear from him. Fantastic. Uh, 
And then finally, um, Robert uh, is going to uh, make available to the person who gives the most to the to the uh, committee. This is uh, big, y'all. Listen to this. The one who makes the biggest contribution to the committee is going to receive one of the last available. In fact, it's no longer available anywhere online that I can find. The last available hard copy first edition of my first book, Freedom Technology and the First Amendment, very, very well received book, uh, and I'll sign it. So that will that will give someone something of value down the road, perhaps. But anyway, people have to speculate about that, whether it will or not. But I, it'll be there for the person who, who donates the most at the event. Um, and we'll see. But anyway, uh, I, I love these guys, uh, Robert and Dan Burton and mm -hmm. Joe Morris. And what's so nice about this, Robert, is that the Patriots are coming out of the woodwork to say, Jonathan, we're with you on this. And the thing is, uh, Robert and I could switch seats here. I mean, we're of the same mindset and we would do the same things. And, um, we're just we're just itching to get in there and save our country. There's no real way to do this for me other than this. I've looked at everything. I mean, I've mm -hmm. written a million articles. I've tried to be out there as a uh, persuasive force to work yeah. for members of Congress to change their programming and go in the right direction. They aren't. I thought for sure that after Biden fell on his face, had 22 percent popularity, that he would do what every predecessor of his has done when there's been far greater popularity, but still a dip, which is to turn in the direction of, say, someone like Bill Clinton and say the era of big government is over. But that is not happening with Joe Biden. He is a dedicated, really, he's a dedicated socialist. And he's achieving that in spades to the ruination of our country. So, I, you know, this guy's going to drive it in the wrong direction, even when it crashes. And he's going to get out of it if he's alive. And he's going to keep going in that direction, pulling down the whole country mm -hmm. in the process. So, yeah, I, but there are a lot of candidates. I don't know about uh, out there in Utah. I'm sure it's true. Uh, but out here in Virginia, there are a number of candidates running for Congress that gives me hope that this yes. is going to be brave. There is a resurgence happening on the localist of, of local levels in the state. As well as, though, I see them butting heads with the establishment of the Republican Party that have been, quite honestly, part of the problem because they haven't, uh, you know, in any way communicated a message that really is at its heart the Constitution that limits government. It's more or less what can we can promise a constituency to get them to vote and yet not do little or nothing to reduce the size, scope and, uh, you know, the cancerous growth of government and then, you know, that's to say the least problematic because we find ourselves it's eating the, the very substance of every American at this point to be able to function and care for their own families. Uh, so these are the, the, the times for which we are made. And uh, Jonathan E. Moore is elected to now explore the possibility, but needs your support for those of you who are so inclined. We're, we'll be talking, of course, more about this as we move forward. We're going to watch this, Robert. We're going to see where this goes. And another, you know, month or so, we're going to see where we are financially. And when it comes down to it, I mean, if we're really in good fortune, we're going to hit that million mark before uh, the end of March. As soon as we do, people will be able to hear that here first. But uh, we're going to see. But I'm, I'm confident, Robert. And what, I'm no what I know is if we get the resources like that, and then I will run if we get the resources, 
and the support, then what I will do is immediately (laughs) and very aggressively uh, go after uh, Tim Kaine, but also uh, I will fight vigorously for every single person in this country uh, who's suffering. Because look, the, the reality is government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. And right now, government is the reason why you're suffering from inflation. It's the reason why you have gas prices going through the roof. It's the reason why we're insecure. The whole thing is solvable if we just get government to do the right thing. We got to get government to get out of the business of shutting down the oil and gas industry if we want $2 a a gallon gas. We want food prices to go back down and prices of all goods and services, even automobiles, to Mm -hmm. purchase to go back down to reasonable levels, we've got to have the spending cut off and we've got to have a mm-hmm. uh, supply side revolution through tax deductions and through. Uh, I've got a question for you, Jonathan, and yeah. it's not softball. This is like, you know, let's, let's, let's get, put the, put your feet to the fire here. Cause you can okay. handle it. Yeah. Think about the candidacy of, of Ron Paul for president, much less the, the times he won ran and won for the house of representatives or even Senator Rand Paul, who has won at least twice now, out of Kentucky. Uh, they, I believe, believe pretty much the same thing in terms of their, you know, cut from the same cloth, yet various different ways they communicated their perspectives and beliefs. What have you learned or can you share with us of what you learned in observing, for instance, those two individuals, House and Senate and even presidential runs in terms of communication of these principles that we share? Because a lot of times it's about how it's received or perceived, how you message, how you communicate. So what I've learned is that you never, ever, ever, and I've known this before, but you never compromise your principles. Never. Personal integrity is everything. You have to have integrity. I will have integrity whether I win or lose. Doesn't matter to me. My integrity is the same. It's always my principles. It's always my integrity. I'm never going to compromise on the truth. I'm not going to do it. But in addition, uh, what I've learned from these great men is that You use every aspect of power that is available to you to fight the battle for your country. So, for example, let's take Dr. Fauci. Who is the relentless pit bull attacking Dr. Fauci? That is Rand Paul. Rand Paul doesn't care about the consequences that they are trying to bring against him. He goes after Fauci, who has betrayed our country and who really ought to be run out and prosecuted. He is going after him relentlessly. And so here's the point. We have to fight for liberty. All of us know this. Every single service person who's been in the military knows this. You've got to fight for your country or you will lose it. And so it's a fait accompli if we just say, oh, well, it's not going to matter who we put in there. It does matter who you put in there. If we get a majority in the House and we get a majority in the Senate, and we ultimately win the White House, it'll be very easy. If we don't win all of that, you've got much greater strength and you have always the bully pulpit. You can always, if you're in one of these positions, use a committee hearing to expose someone like Fauci. That's what Rand Paul did. You can always use the prosecutorial method that is so successful in a court of law in a committee hearing and grill these turkeys and reveal their hypocrisy. Do I know that the American people will support this agenda, that they will help us 
clean up the FBI, clean up the CIA, clean up, you know, get rid of the uh, uh, intel uh, domestic intelligence gathering in the Defense Act. Uh, do, do I know that they'll support this agenda? Uh, no, I don't know whether they'll fully support this agenda. Does that mean I'm not going to be as relentless in fighting for the agenda? No, it's going to mean that I'm going to be more relentless. Mm -hmm. And the reason is people, you know, people are representatives, but they're also, if they're good, leaders. The typical politician gets elected and hides. Mm -hmm. The politician, I mean, just think about it. When's the last time you thought about what your congressman is actually doing in Washington? Typically, the congressman gets elected, congressman, congresswoman, and then you don't hear about it. It's like in our in our district, there's this there's a socialist named Jennifer Wexton. And the only reason why I know she's been a socialist is I follow what she does. The typical constituent in my district, just like in every other district around the country, doesn't really know much about Jennifer Wexton. And the reason is she gets elected and then she hides. She hides. She votes all with Biden and with the leadership of the party and is just, you know, slavish in that adherence to their dictates, but does not stand up for liberty, for rights, for people's economic health mm -hmm. by ensuring a free market. She's against all that. But she hides to avoid responsibility for the inflation, for the open borders, for abandoning Americans in Afghanistan for weakening the military by making it woke. All of this stuff, she will not take accountability for. That's the new politics. That's the way it's done. It's done on the right too with rhinos. It's done all over. The point though is, if we don't do that, we can be in like an age of Lincoln where he publicly explained what his position was and tried to persuade people. That's what the Lincoln-Douglas debates were about. It was at their time, uh, the equivalent of a politician being like Tucker Carlson coming on and explaining, this is what I, here are the facts, this is what I believe, and you tell me what you believe and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But the point of the fact of the matter is, I've got a problem with this because I think it's hurting you. I think it's hurting our country. I think it's violating the Constitution. They used to do that. Yeah. In the Webster Calhoun debates in, in uh, Congress, or even, you know, even when you had uh, uh, the McCarthy era, you had this where and even even when the impeachment of, of Richard Nixon, you had people of integrity who were fighting for their country from different angles. But who shared in common the need to be answerable to the public who voted in order that this system might work. Mm -hmm. you, you know, these people obfuscate like Kane and Warner in Virginia, they obfuscate. They they don't tell you what they've really done. They hide it. If well, you write as a conservative and you say, hey, I object to this, they'd give you some pablum that they send back that says, mm -hmm. oh, thank you for being such a cool guy writing me this letter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I seriously consider your opinion. I'm thinking about it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that that is brought up my next committee hearing, whatever. What about your rubbish? They're all just trying to schmooze people into... No, tell people what you believe, what you stand for, and then let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And, There's, I'll give you a little thing uh, uh, with Lincoln, famous, famous uh, campaign 
uh, for Congress. He lost. But anyway, he said, I'm for a national road. I'm not for I'm for a national tariff. I'm not for this. I'm not for that. My politics are short and sweet like the old woman's dance. If, 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 it, if it pleases you, vote for me. If it doesn't, it's all just the same. Thank mm -hmm. you. That's what he said. That's what he said. I'm for this. I'm against this. Mm -hmm. You need to decide. And if you vote for me, great. If you don't vote, if you don't vote for me, it's all just the same. Well, and, and, and that's integrity. Uh, yeah, another aspect of the refreshing ability and capacity to engage in debate and discussion to you know not need to run and hide or even if you're challenged about your beliefs to be able to explain them and go look you might not agree with me but I want you to, this is why I believe what I believe and I think that authenticity is something that as you know has long lacked in politics for the most part and I know that you bring that even if someone would disagree with you on a particular issue you would be able to elucidate very clearly why you have the perception and even my gosh, be willing to listen to their perspective as to why they might disagree. And you could still engage. And that is a respect that is not afforded. And I wouldn't afford it to most people in politics because they can't or won't do that. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be a thrill to witness what's occurring. Uh, you know, my prayers and desire are very clear here in terms of wanting to see you succeed. I think it benefits all of us here in the country. Uh, yet again, there may be people in our audience that, there are many that love you that tune in just for you. I mean, I'm chopped liver here, but that chopped liver is not so bad when you really look at it. But the reality is, again, there may be people on the fence, you know, coming back from different liver with earphones on. Robert. Yeah, exactly. With these that I wear like jewelry. Uh, uh, so but the willingness to engage. So I would urge you as well. Submit your questions like, uh, you know, one question here from uh, Kim concerned about. Uh, governmental pharmaceutical tyranny, right? The idea, as you know, well, as well as anybody, you've written about it, regulatory capture by industry, particularly the pharmaceutical industry. What have we argued for? Freedom. It isn't about abolition. It's about elimination of monopolies, though. And, well, and that's... You know, Robert? Yeah. There is so much overt corruption that has been exposed by whistleblowers coming to Capitol Hill. Yet, where are the prosecutions of these government officials in the FDA mm -hmm. were responsible for the corruption. Where is it? It's non-existent. That's unacceptable. There ought to be pressure put on justice to prosecute, right? There, in addition to that, we ought to be stripping the agency of the power that enables them to engage in this sort of thing. For example, new drug reviews should not be performed in the first instance by the government when the drug applications are, are include studies done by the party that's seeking the drug approval. There's a conflict of interest quite obviously there. The statute needs to be changed so that the drug companies, if they're going to do their own studies, they have to submit the drug itself and the research to a blinded independent laboratory, not government, but university-based lab, to conduct safety and efficacy trials. And that evidence, independent evidence, needs to go to the FDA so that a new drug is assessed against all the evidence, good and bad, that shows the true nature of the drug so that we don't have this system which we have now where the drug companies run the whole show from beginning to end. Right. FDA how how would you communicate? Even when it's harmful. How would you communicate something so what will we say upsetting to the proverbial pharmaceutical apple cart that you would argue for competition, freedom, 
innovation, scientific endeavor, scientific yeah, validation yeah, for yeah. things that are not drugs that could compete side by side with drugs. I mean, that's whoa. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. The definition of a drug in the Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act ensures that the government plays a role that protects the drug industry against competition. A drug is not defined by a therapeutic effect on the body. A drug is defined by anything that claims to cure, treat, mitigate, or prevent a disease. The problem with that is that common food cures, treats, and mitigates disease. In reality, yes. What you end up doing is you take prune juice, for example. I mean, nobody on earth really misunderstands that prune juice is a treatment for chronic constipation. Yet if you put that on the label, <laughs> label yeah. bottle, you go to jail, man, if you're selling yeah. it because that makes the prune juice by yeah. operation of law drug. How ridiculous is that? And not only that, why do we distrust American consumers? Why do we say consumers are too stupid to evaluate what's in their own best interest? They, they, they take the position that, oh, if you tell people that antioxidant vitamins reduce cancer or selenium reduces cancer mm-hmm. or omega-3s reduce the risk of coronary heart disease or on and on and on and on, if you tell them that or if you say that, oh, um, uh, a coenzyme Q10 is depleted by statins, you need to take coenzyme Q10 supplementation, particularly if you have the misfortune of being one who wants to use a statin. Mm-hmm. But the point is, that information needs to be everywhere in the marketplace, right? People need to understand what the evidence is. Why is it that if there's a scientific study that mentions a disease but refers to a nutrient and says, oh, uh, you know, this latest study from whatever university says allicin and garlic can help uh, reduce fungus or cancer or whatever, Mm -hmm. that ought to be everywhere. People ought to have access to that. But why are censoring it. We have become so tolerant of censorship in America long before the COVID censorship happened, even though that became, you know, even the doctors now finally admitted what I've been telling them. You guys, if you come out and speak the truth about things, you know, clinically, you're going to be attacked too. And they're like, oh, that would never happen. We're doctors. I'm like, well, you just found out those of you who promoted and used successfully hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were now censored and worse in some cases. And the censorship that has been engaged in limiting the knowledge of the people, except those that were tenacious in digging below the surface and realize the authorities in government and those who own and control government are not actually the authorities. They pretend to be. Uh, Then we have to say, hmm, are we at the point, Jonathan, where the people of America will no longer tolerate this censorship in any area of their lives, especially when it comes to their health. And I think the COVID thing has brought up an ability to communicate this this issue like never before. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think people have had it. That's what drove me into this. I think people have had it. And I think they are demanding that the government get out of the way. The government has been the problem. We're, all, we're right back to what Ronald Reagan so clearly understood. The government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to this whole business with with the COVID response, oh my goodness, they censored all the scientific information. They denied people access to ivermectin and and, uh, hydroxychloroquine when both of those had substantial evidence and to this day, even more evidence that they were very effective treatments in the early stages of the disease. And there ought to be 
uh, that ought to be available all over the country. Still, you can't get ivermectin. Still, you can't get hydroxychloroquine because they clamped down and drove it out of the market in favor of what? Vaccines that don't work. They have vaccines that at best hurt you and uh, provide very little effectiveness. And, you know, we, what do we come back with? 80% of the American population got COVID anyway. We told, I, I said from the very start of this thing, you and I both said, it, COVID is going to have a, the same trajectory through the population regardless of the vaccine. And we were right, Robert. Yeah. We were uh, look, uh, these things do not. 80% of the population has natural immunity. That's what pr is protecting us. We're in an, in an endemic phase. We're out of the yeah. really horrific phase. The government should stop the shutdowns. The government should stop the mandates. The government should uh, uh, let people understand truthfully that the vaccines are a failure. And what they ought to explain to people is that there are risks. And they certainly ought not be forcibly vaccinating our kids because those mm -hmm. The risks of the vaccine vastly exceed any possible benefit to kids. Yeah. And it's, it, it's criminal what they're doing. To, it, it, it just occurred to me, Jonathan, the only thing that respects our national borders less than Joe Biden, microbes. You know, it's delusional to think you can stop a microbe. Honestly, you've got to understand that what we could do, the best we can do is strengthen the immune system of each and every individual who's going to encounter things on this planet that exist, will long exist after us, has existed before us. I mean, respect us, respect us. Let us choose what treatment is given to us. Mm -hmm. don't, don't, don't deny us access to alternative medical care. If we want it, let us have it. I, if you get a problem with somebody hmm. who's making available a treatment, then prove that they're engaged in fraud. Prove they're hurting somebody. Right. I want to improve that. Go get them. Everybody get imagine Jonathan E. Mord in the United States Senate from Virginia communicating just this on the floor of the Senate onto the record. Can you imagine this would be absolutely amazing. What? Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, no one finds that truth hurts unless they're in Washington. Yes. Truth only hurts people in Washington. Isn't truth that outside Washington, we say, oh my goodness, wow. Thank goodness the truth is out. Mm -hmm. In Washington, they say, oh no, don't let them tell the truth. That's yeah. what they really say. And then they lie to us and they obfuscate and they manipulate things. But mm -hmm. there are certain who don't let them get away with it. And Rand Paul is one of those people. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're going to be all right, Robert. I think in the end, everything's going to work out. I just don't want our people to suffer to get there. I don't want people to have to go through. Well, if we can, if we can alleviate or minimize, obviously we're going to do our best to do that. Recognizing, yeah, the people still have a choice to make. And I want them to have the choice of Jonathan Emord. And so we've got an incredible, exciting journey. As much as we've had fun over the years together, it's gotten even more fun. If you can imagine that. Robert, so, debate with me and Kane. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It, it'll be so much fun. Y'all, we got a lot of fun things coming up. I hope you, you're looking up, seeing good things occurring in the midst of all these other things, because that also facilitates the good things to occur. You find out what you don't like, so you can decide, mm, you know, I'd rather do this. And Jonathan E. Moore's running for, well, it's exploratory committee, but if he gets the support, Y'all come to the Health Freedom Expo and join us there. Emord for VA, Emord for Virginia, Emord for VA.com and uh, support us, support him, and also join us at the Health Freedom Expo where we'll have a great uh, kickoff party to this uh, hopeful, uh, if we will, actual candidacy for the Senate at a 
Virginia. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, we're we're going to try our best to get there, Robert. We're testing the waters now, but uh, come March the 30th, 31st, uh, we may have an announcement to make, and I hope so. Yeah, it'll be right here. And folks, can you imagine a sitting or standing U.S. Senator appearing regularly on the Robert Scott Bell Show? You bet, Robert. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan E. Moore, my brother, thank you so much for another awesome edition of the Sacred Fire of Liberty. That is fantastic news. Honestly, in the midst of a lot of things that we go, oh, man, it's a bummer out there. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Connect with people. Talk to people. Love people. Find out what makes them tick. And really listen. And that act and art of listening can actually bring healing to them and to you as we move forward here. Uh, I want to say thanks to our friends at OrangeGuard, orangeguard.com. This is where the innovation and protecting the environment is not coming from a centralized bureaucracy like the EPA. It's coming from innovators like Tor uh, McPartland, and he had developed Orange Guard, delimiting from the, it's distil distilled from the orange peel, certified, OMRI listed for organic agriculture. Use it around your house for ants and roaches. It will not kill your cats and dogs. It will not harm your babies. And it smells like oranges. It's wonderful. I use it in my greenhouse if needed, as I need it. And you can use it. There I am in the greenhouse. And if you guys get some Orange Guard, you can go to the local Ace Hardware store or a Whole Foods or direct at orangeguard.com. Send us a picture with your Orange Guard to askrsb at gmail.com. Super Don's email address, askrsb at gmail.com. And we'll include you in the collage and then we'll do a giveaway likely toward the end of October. That's my plan at this point. And I'm grateful for that opportunity to give away good stuff. It's all a whole lot of fun. After the show today, the AMA. That's 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. For those of you who are patron supporters, you can sign up right now and be part of that event. Two-hour Zoom call where we sit, we interface with one another. Here, it's more of a one-way street. with We get to read your comments and things. But it's wonderful when we get to interact, and that's going to happen after the show. When we come back from this top-of-the-hour news break, I've got a major announcement of an event scheduled next weekend in Orlando. If you're planning to be there, I've got it. Stand by. I'm going to reveal that when we come back because all the hurricane stuff in Florida and uh, also a new guest. First time on the Robert Scott Bell Show, L. Russ is going to join us. We'll talk about the paleo thyroid solution. And, and there's a lot of thyroid issues out there. This might be a, a journey back out of that mess and into proper endocrine function. So stand by for that and a whole lot more because on the Robert Scott Bell Show, the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. Hour two commences now. I, you know, hour one went off the rails in a good way. We had a lot of stories that Super Don threw out to us that we, could, we couldn't get to, but they're in the newsletter. Super Don does an amazing job. If you're not already getting the Robert Scott Bell Show newsletter, text RSB to 22828 or there it is. Text RSB to 22828 and you'll be prompted to get your email address in and you'll be plugged in to a whole lot of good stuff. And including uh, poll questions of the day. We like to get a finger on the pulse of what's going on out there. And Super Don put some get, some great poll questions together. And here's today's question. Is the FDA a reliable source of information on what healthy food is? And if you ask Super Don or me why that's the question of the day, answer yes, no, or not sure. Uh, well, we'll get to that in the first story of this hour in just a moment. But I've got to make some announcements here. Uh, big time, you know, prayers again to all of our friends in Florida that have been through, man, the weather muck, especially 
the the ultimate southwest version, Naples to Port Charlotte and everything in between, Sanibel Island. If anybody was on there and they were on the first floor, they got washed away. I'm hoping, praying that there's not a lot of people that died, but it's still early. I'm hearing word of that. But you saw the ocean just converge over the low-lying areas there in southwest Florida. Our friends in Sarasota, north to Tampa, apparently got spared the worst of it. If you saw some of the images, the Tampa Bay was like the wind just blew Tampa Bay out. It's like the water went away. Uh, and so all of that water has to go somewhere. It gets rushed up further south where the you know the winds were that direction. Uh, now, Orlando is coming out of a lot of rain and wind events. I've talked with some of my friends there. It wasn't obviously as severe or as bad. If there were uh, isolated tornadoes, that could do a lot of damage. What has changed, if we go to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, this is important to do if you haven't done this already. At the top of the page, there's an upcoming events tab. You just click on that. It'll take you to all the things that we try to keep you abreast of, whether it be online webinars. Like last night, we had a great webinar with John Hewlett with a very, very special guest, Dr. David Martin. Dr. David Martin was on with us with the, with the uh, uh, Cardio Miracle webinar. It was amazing. And Super Don was there to tell his story as well. If you haven't or weren't able to attend that, if Super Don is so kind and loving like he is, he'll likely send out a link Maybe, 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 maybe if he's feeling I don't good know. about we'll it. Have to see what, yeah. Yeah. Send me a dollar. I might give it to you. Right. No, you will send that out so people <laughs> can see. I'm telling you, it was one of the best uh, webinars we had, we had done with great information. Again, the bonus was Dr. And John Hewlett Martin. was there. He was and finally John, there. Of course. That's yeah. Right. We were thinking we got to get John on there. So uh, yesterday I uh, uh, broadcast with our buddy Joe Messino for Weiner Wellness Week up there in Pittsburgh. Nutritional Frontiers helped us to get together there. Uh, we have, of course, the Mind Your Health webinar we did last night. If you missed it, again, please be part of the newsletter updates by going to robertscottbell.com, signing up, or texting RSB to 22828 so you can get a link to watch it at your own, at your leisure because it's a it's a great one. Get you to access that. So if I scroll past the microbiome online thing, again, my seminars scheduled as of now they're still on in Orlando. I haven't heard back yet to see if they're not. That would be the 4th and 5th in, in the various locations, Lake Mary and East Orlando on the 4th and 5th of October. But then this is the major change. If we scroll down to the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, let me just see if I can go to this text that I got from uh, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. Uh, let's see what they said. So because of the devastation in Florida and a lot of the people attending and speaking were from some of the hardest hit areas of, of Florida, they've had to reschedule. The, the event that was scheduled for the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th of October next month, next week and not this, and they've rescheduled it for January 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. So to start the new year right, 2023, and Super Don, this is going to have to be like a, you know, a stamp over this until we get something up and say something like stamp over this thing, rescheduled January 5th through 8th, 2023. So... That's a big shift in our schedule with the hurricane brought up. January 5th through 8th, so everything else stays the same. So I'll just change what I'll do is I'll alter the the banner. Yeah, either that or put a big stamp over it to let people know it's been rescheduled uh, for that event. And then we've got the Health Freedom Expo, of course, is still on outside of Chicago. Dr. David Martin will be there for that. John Hewlett will be there for that. I confirmed. I surprised John. He didn't know this. But I secured a lecture slot on Sunday at the Health Freedom Expo for me and John Hewlett together. And then Dr. David Martin says, hey, can I join you? I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) That'd be awesome. So it's as great as the Health Freedom Expo already was going to be. It's gotten even better. And, of course, Jonathan Eborg 
is going to have that major event celebration uh, fundraiser there as well. And uh, Super D, what do you think of that? I mean, I, obviously, the last hour was spent in the reality of this thing is happening. Mm -hmm. This exploratory committee is real now. And Jonathan, it's great. No, listen, I, I'm glad that it went the way that it did, you know, yeah. uh, because, you know, Jonathan just kind of just laid it out there. You know, you got a little bit of a taste as to, to what uh, what he's going to be doing mm -hmm. uh, should he end up getting elected, which I hope he does. And I think he has a really good chance. Yeah, Tim Kaine is not a popular dude. What yeah. he's up against is the money that Tim Kaine has. Exactly. Tim Kaine's got a war chest. Yeah. Millions of dollars. And so that that's, you know, money. First hurdle, First hurdle is by March 31st getting a million raised across this country, across Virginia. And I right. think we've got a lot of people that are willing to, to donate. And uh, I'm excited to connect them to all those good people uh, to do that. Uh, so uh, let's see what else is going on as far as upcoming events. All right, we're good there. We still have the Pittsburgh event too, October 22nd. That is on the Health and Freedom event, and that's at Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, Western PA. Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jackal join me, and a few others that are amazing. And that's the 22nd of October. We have it right there in the show, oh, the upcoming events tab. And then the Red Pill Expo. Guess who's going to be back for the Red Pill Expo? Dr. David Martin. And he's going to keynote. We're going to be, uh, uh, I think, premiering his documentary film as well. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. And I will be emceeing the event. I will be speaking at the event as well. And so there's a lot of cool stuff still happening. I'm just sorry we had to delay or reschedule the Doctors Terry and Stu Warner event. But it's understandable with all the devastation that they're just now uncovering there in Florida. Uh, talk about some other devastation. How about the definition of healthy? The definition of healthy. And, uh, you know, it's fascinating that any of us would ever, ever think to look to the government to help us define what healthy means. But the Fear and Death Administration, otherwise known as the Food and Drug Administration, has announced a new definition for what is healthy. And, of course, now we can rest assured that we had it wrong all <laughs> along. Whatever the FDA says is healthy, we must consume. And anything we disagree with them on, we must just eliminate from our vocabulary. Well, they've they've done such a great job so far. You yeah. Know? That it's like full faith mm -hmm. in the uh, integrity and the accuracy of the FDA on determining what is healthy. Right. So what is healthy? They hmm. say if manufacturers have uh, things in them that have a meaningful amount, I don't know what that amount is, of at least one of the food groups or subgroups, <laughs> like food, vegetables, fruit, vegetables, or dairy, recommended in the dietary guidelines. Now, I was bringing this up this morning I was on a podcast interview that will air later with the other side of addiction, our, our buddy Al, who was on this show. And I was talking about nutrient issues related to addiction. And all of the things that stem back from when we had four food groups, that's what we, Super Don, you and me are old enough to remember four food groups. The food pyramid. Well, no, that's, that's way recent. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was the four food groups, and then it became the pyramid. Correct. The four that's food right. groups were, that's for right. me, anyway, pizza, hot dogs, Coca-Cola, and potato chips. Because, you know, yeah. I, can, I could relate to that. There were but a lot of, course, of people that, that followed the same advice, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was a sick puppy from day zero almost. My mom put me on formula because the doctors at that time in the 60s said, yeah, that formula is awesome stuff. Whatever breast milk is, nah, nothing on Nestle, what Nestle's got. What I, were I, the original four food groups? It was, it was meat? Yeah. 
vegetables, grains, and dairy, wasn't dairy, it? Think, or was it yeah. fat? Or what was it? I can't remember. I don't remember. think they wanted any fat. They liked it's you, been uh, so long, I can't remember now. They liked you eating motor oil, margarine at the time. Margarine. The four food groups, right? yes. Yeah, I have motor oil for one of the four food groups. So I grew up with that. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I was sick from that. I projectile vomited that baby formula up like I knew what I was doing until it was all I got. And my body said, you better you better deal with it. And I went into chronic disease from the, almost that moment forward until I was 24 and learned that food. Uh, well, it used to be called food. Now you have to call it organic in order to make it really food. And one of the stories here we're going to talk about also is about the uh, analysis of the, the school lunches. You know, the federal school lunches happening in, in schools all over the place, subsidized as they are. What's in them? But if we look to the FDA to determine what is healthy, we're all going to be sick and in the arms of big pharma, and we're going to be poisoned to death, not poisoned back to health. And so this article talks about, uh, this is from Moms Across America, our, our uh, great friend Zen Honeycutt and the crew there, national school lunch testing for glyphosate, pesticides, heavy metals, hormones, and nutrients revealed. The testing of 43 school lunch samples shows this. I'm just going to hit the bullets because I want to get to our, our new guest, our friend L, who's going to join us momentarily. 95.3% of the school lunch items contain carcinogenic, endocrine-disrupting, and liver disease-causing glyphosate. But you know what? The FDA tries to deny that glyphosate is a carcinogen despite court cases Nowhere, you. Nowhere in this, at this meeting uh, did, they, did they discuss this. mm they didn't, now they're not worried about glyphosate. All right, let's talk about 74% of the samples contained at least one of 29 harmful pesticides. Oh. There's no see. vitamin. I'm looking at the other article here. Yeah. I don't see any pesticide. No. Nope. They don't mention that at all, do they? Sodium. They talk about sodium. Yeah. Nope. Is that a pesticide? Nah, I guess if you no. throw in enough salt on, a, on an ant, it might not uh, like or it. Or on, on a snail, right? Yeah, or on a snail. Yeah, you'll dry okay. them up, but... No, 74% contained at least one twenty uh, of 29 harmful pesticides. There is no vitamin P unless you're vitamin pissed off over the ridiculous uh, denial by the FDA of what is really healthy versus what they pro proclaim to be healthy. Listen to this. Four veterinary drugs and hormones were found in nine school lunch samples, uh, levels of up to 130.76 nanograms mm. per gram. Because we know we need our kids on veterinary drugs and uh, endocrine-disrupting hormones. Yeah, they don't say anything in here about that. Nothing about that? No. About the healthy design? No, define? No. Okay. How about this? 100%. Listen to this. 100% of school lunch samples contained heavy metals at levels up to six, uh, let's see, six point, or is it 6,293 times higher than the EPA's maximum levels allowed in drinking water? My That's old eye. That is a comma. comma. Yeah. yeah, so basically over 6,000 times higher than Holy the crap. maximum level. <laughs> and that was 100, 100%. 100%? Yeah. And no the, heavy and, metals over here. They, were, they didn't look at heavy metals over here. Let's go back to the finale here. The majority of the samples were abysmally low in what? Nutrition. Nutrition. Oh. Which is not discussed as well. It's just about the food groups or the food pyramid or the myplate.gov, and it could be genetically modified. It could have heavy metals. It could have pesticides, endocrine-disrupting veterinary drugs, and it's still healthy. If you look to the government to label for you that which is healthy and that which is not, if you're not already dead, you're on your way much premature to the age that you could live to in a healthy manner. And yet we would speak of these things and we would be banned and deplatformed from YouTube and Spotify and on and on it goes. And They'll probably argue that if, if they can inject mRNA non-vaccines, mRNA shots, into the food that you ate, they would, they would also call that healthy. 
That's the fear and death administration. That's why uh, we must look to something beyond government to determine health or the absence of health. And that's why, again, I'll just mention a shameless plug for my friend Jonathan E. Mord running for the Senate. Potentially, potentially, if uh, if the money is raised in the uh, exploratory committee sequence of events between now and March 30th of 2023. With that, endocrine stuff, we did talk about endocrine disrupting drugs and chemicals in the environment, in the food, water, and air. Maybe that will be part of the solution as we address the paleothyroid solution by L. Russ, joining us now for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show. L, welcome, and I'm glad that you're here to share with us your knowledge and wisdom that certainly supersedes anything coming out of a government or government mouthpiece. Well, it's funny, you were talking about the food pyramid briefly. And so if we look at the government food pyramid, it says to eat six to 11 servings of grains every day, plus two to four servings of fruits. That is a type two diabetes making diet. And the same goes with thyroid. If you go to an endocrinologist, Mm -hmm. it would be like, just going to the food pyramid. You're going to the most indoctrinated doctors that are using 1973, 40-year-old outdated protocols to treat and test thyroid hormones. So I'll open with that, but I got a lot more to say on the topic. Oh, I know you do. And I I appreciate your patience in getting to you. There was a lot going on on the show today and the news today. And I wanted to preface your appearance with some of the absurdities by the so-called authorities that I call authoritarians within government and medicine proclaiming that they know what to do for a thyroid issue, much less almost anything else. Uh, They believe that they can poison you back to health. Of course. You froze there a little bit. Robert, 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 something going on with his internet today. Hold on just a second. I'm going to kick yeah, him that's out right. there. That's all right. So so while we're waiting for him to show up again, we'll just I'm show everybody. I'm happy to keep talking. <laughs> this is the book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution. You, they, people can get it on Amazon. Can they buy it directly through your website as well? Or did um, you it, send it it'll, just, it'll just link back to Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble as well. Okay. And I also want to just alert everyone right now while you're working that out. I have a free uh-huh. two-hour thyroid masterclass on my website that not only includes a free thyroid guide that actually lists all the tests you can get. So you don't even need to buy my book to get really comprehensive free information. So you just go to lrust.com, click on the free stuff, free thyroid masterclass, two hour video tutorial with me explaining everything. You could just learn enough from that right in and of itself to get better. So just wanted to throw out those resources here. He's back. (laughs) Yeah. So sorry. I don't know what happened in terms of technological interface, but I, I froze up apparently. Didn't know it. And carried on, and thank you for carrying on as well. Well, I think as far as I'm visualizing, your picture's frozen. Super Don, can you see what I see, or or is she fine in uh, your visual? Or do we have Super Don available as well? I'm here, yes. Okay, all right. She's fine. It's all you. It's all me. It's all on my It's all you, man. So, you know, Super Don, you're going to have to take over this wonderful interview here. Happy uh, to do it. (laughs) uh, With uh, with, uh, the discussion on a topic that I- You can't hear her either? No, I can hear her now. Oh, okay. Okay, So you're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so why do I have to take way. over? I should get out of the way and you get you interview El Russ so that I don't screw this up anymore with technology that's not cooperating. Well, you just what, what are you doing? You messing with me or what? I'm just uh, you know the backup plan. No, you're the host. I'm the producer. Do your job. Well, all right. So let me turn it over to El for more of her backstory and how she got to where she is today to learn and to write about something I think is so very important as far as a topic out to the world. I'm an accidental expert. So uh, I live in Los Angeles, which is a huge global international city. We have some of the best doctors in the world here, like any major city in the U.S. And yet I suffered 
undiagnosed, and then once diagnosed, suffered for seven years of my 30s due to uninformed doctors. And so what happened is I literally had to take my health into my own hands. I had to dose myself back to health twice in 10 years, two different thyroid issues, and I shouldn't have to do that. So everywhere I went, the doctors would take the wrong test and they would say, your thyroid's fine, just eat less, work out more. Uh, you know, my hair is falling out. I had over 30 symptoms. So what happened to me is I just literally started to fall apart at some point. I started to get very, very large and bloated acne periods all the time, hair falling out, freezing cold, uh, all sorts of issues and, um, had about 30 of the 40 symptoms I list in my book. And I went to doctor after doctor, two dozen endocrinologists, experts. I looked at like famous celebrities, hormone books and found doctors in Beverly Hills who, you know, cost $600 a visit and nobody could help me. And I thought, if no one's helping me and I'm the only one that has to help myself and, you know, order thyroid hormones on the internet and be my own doctor, this is insane. I live in Los Angeles. What is happening around the world? So uh, I fixed myself twice, became an expert, and then I got a doctor who understands all of it so that he could back me up because, you know, oftentimes when you write a you write a thyroid book, people are like, oh, are you a doctor? And somehow they trust, you know, the MD versus someone else. Well, I'm more informed than 99% of the doctors out there, unfortunately. So I just say right off the bat. 200 million people in the world have thyroid issues, 25 plus million Americans. It's one of the top prescriptions in the US and 60% are undiagnosed. And these problems are on the rise. So why is this important? Because the thyroid is the master gland. If you're a man, it's under your Adam's apple, it's at the base of your neck. And this gland not only controls the production and regulation of all of your sex hormones, it controls your temperature, your heart rate, everything. If you're born without a thyroid gland, literally intellectual disabilities and death will set in quickly if it's not caught. So if you're going to die without a thyroid gland, what do you think life's going to be like when you're living with subpar levels? And that's what hypothyroidism is, which mm -hmm. is low underactive. Then there's hyper, that's more rare. And that's usually not the topic of most of my discussions because mostly people are suffering from underactive. So the problem comes in when uninformed doctors are testing incorrectly, then they make the wrong assessments. And even if they do test correctly, they're not analyzing the information properly and then they don't treat it properly. And so you have people going, I've been suffering, I've been struggling for 10 years. And my here's my answer. I wanna just make this clear to everyone. The only reason anyone is still suffering from thyroid issues is either Two, two options. They're either dealing with an uninformed doctor that has no clue and or they are uninformed themselves and cannot help themselves and help their doctor practice medicine with them. So the most uninformed doctors to go to for this are endocrinologists. They're the most indoctrinated. They mm -hmm. also only use a certain protocol, a certain medication. They don't understand tests. And then the best doctors for this are integrative physicians, functional medicine doctors, doctors of osteopathic medicine, anti-aging doctors. So that is, so this is a huge problem. It's never ending. And the the only reason people are still suffering is because of uninformed doctors. So nicely it's such said, a tragedy, Al. you know? Yeah, Al, you boil it down to nice, nicely. And I heard for the first time, endocrinologist, and I heard indoctrinologist. They're indoctrinated. That's beautiful and brilliant how that uh, transforms. And, here, and here's how it works. It works with... I've spent all this money on medical school and an extra specialty. How could I not learn everything I needed to know? You didn't. And furthermore, not only did you not learn what you need to know in medical school, you didn't go above and beyond. And that's why you need to work outside of the insurance system, usually with a functional medicine doctor or the ones I mentioned that are not taking insurance. They're not beholden to 15 minutes and chucking you out of the office and, you know, giving you a pill or, you know, a surgery. That's really all these Western docs are, yeah. 
you know, uh, are doing these days. So I like that you don't hold back, Ellen. If yeah, I'm looking, <laughs> if I'm looking at another, because I'm book, a victim of it. You know what I mean? Right? I mean, no, you've lived it. You're passionate yeah. about it, and I love that you're bringing the power to heal uh, to all those suffering with this back yeah. where it belongs. That's a big part of our mission here. And if I'm looking at your list of books on your website, by the way, it's L Russ E L L E R U S S dot com. And it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. For those of you who are not sure when this is, this is 29th of September, 2022, and it's first airing. And it'll still be good a year from now because I can tell Elle has done her homework. There's another book that you've written, which was a forward by Mark Sisson, uh, Sisson Elrus, confident as I'll say funk because, uh, you know, we're a family-friendly show. But I can tell you're like, mm, I don't suffer fools. I don't back down when you're challenging me. That's I don't right. care if you're an authority or whatever you got behind your name. And like, I appreciate that so much. We need more of that. And I, and I thank you for that. And I guess you put it out there with the paleothyroid solution, which I want to ask you about specifically sure. what causes, and I know there are a myriad of them. I acknowledge that too, but in terms of identifying patterns of causation yes. in thyroid dysfunction, can you throw out a few that people can digest a little bit, maybe impact? Oh yeah, that's me. Uh, so give some people some insight into causation. Cause I know the docs don't really address that. Sure. So there's a few. Let's just talk about nutrients for, for a second here. So we've talked about lack of selenium. You know, our soil is depleted of that. Usually people aren't getting enough and selenium is responsible for the conversion of one thyroid hormone into an active thyroid hormone. So that's really important, T4 to T3. And we can get into the whole feedback loop and stuff if you'd like. So proper nutrition, you know, vitamin D, good healthy iron levels. For example, you know, if you have low iron storage, that even in and of itself can cause a thyroid issue because let's say your thyroid is pumping out the correct amounts of thyroid hormones, low ferritin, low iron storage, and poor uh, iron comprehensive panel can lead to it not getting to where it needs to go. So sometimes it's a dumb fix, to be honest with you. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, you've been a vegetarian for 20 years, or oh, you need some iron. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, hey, you need some selenium and iodine and some supportive, you know, maybe a good thyroid support complex. It could be heavy metals, which affect mitochondrial function and can affect reverse T3, a increasing, but uh, reverse T3 hypothyroidism is something that really most docs don't have any clue about. So nutrition. Um, one of the things we know for sure, and this is with the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism called Hashimoto's disease. So Hashimoto's disease, like any other autoimmune disease, your immune system makes a mistake, right? And it starts attacking something, right? So with MS, the immune system attacks the myelin sheath around the nerves. With, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, it starts attacking the joints. And with Hashimoto's, your immune system makes a mistake and it starts to like murder the thyroid gland, okay, and produce antibodies. And antibodies equal inflammation and beget more problems. So one of the things we know for sure, and this is nutritional, nutritionally related, is that gluten 100% ignites the Hashimoto's antibody, which is part of the paleothyroid solution because it's no grains, beans, legumes, dairy, etc. It's very hunter-gatherer, ancestral-based diet pre agricultural revolution, which was 10,000 years ago. And by the way, we didn't really, paleontologists never saw rheumatoid arthritis and some of these autoimmune disorders before the advent of the agricultural revolution. When you're looking at, you know, a hunter-gatherer uh, sample from 60,000 years ago with their skull, or when you're comparing it to someone from 10,000 years ago. So that's a separate discussion, but we know for sure that grains ignite it. So sometimes a dietary adjustment can knock down the antibodies and prevent someone having to go on thyroid hormone replacement, which is a viable option. I take thyroid hormone every day to survive and that's fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Have you but found your, yourself transitioning over the years? And I, I speak about my experience with, with my wife when we first met 
she was on uh, Synthroid and they were going to just radiate or remove her thyroid, which doesn't lead to a happy long life, much less the ability to have healthy kids or kids at all. And, uh, you know, as a homeopath, we switched over, uh, made, went an organic diet and, uh, supplemented the minerals, a lot of selenium. And I love that you talk selenium. So few people get that. Yep. You get it. I appreciate that. I would say along with the iron, the copper is critical as well, because True. copper is critical for the use utilization of iron as well. Yep, and, um, I just think about the transition we've experienced. Many people know about, like some have uh, switched over to armor or other desiccated forms yes. and uh, utilizing, you know, the more natural supplemental forms. And and I, maybe you've had some experience in sharing the journey there too. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've been optimized before in the past on natural desiccated thyroid. What is that? It's basically a chopped up pig thyroid gland, but it has a specific amount in each pill of thyroid hormones, T4 and T3. Um, here's what happened though. And this is a great example of the, the kind of stuff you're talking about. Back in the 1800s, a brilliant British physician, people had a bunch of goiters and large thyroids and he extracted sheep, uh, thyroid from sheep gland and like injected humans and it worked. And so thus natural desiccated thyroid was born in terms of thyroid hormone replacement. But 1950s came around and you couldn't patent desiccated thyroid gland. So what happened? The insurance company, I mean, the medical community and the you know uh, pharmaceutical companies came out with T4 Synthroid, which is not often the most optimal treatment. And it's what every endocrinologist goes to as their first right. order of business, but it often fails people. Mm -hmm. I can get into that if you'd like more, but so that's the case. So then T4 was touted and all this propaganda came out about NDT. Then about 15, 20 years ago, NDT kind of came back on the scene and people who had been treated on Synthroid for years and weren't doing well, went back on natural desiccated thyroid, essentially this peak ship, you know, sheep thyroid gland mm -hmm. and started getting better. And so there was a resurgence of NDT being a viable option again, even though it's been around for a hundred years. So <laughs> yeah. that's what happened in the fifties. They couldn't patent it because it's from a, you know, so, and then that really effed up so many thyroid patients at the time. And thankfully yeah. it's come around now. And most of the doctors who really know what they're doing understand that natural desiccated thyroid is a great option, not though a great option for someone who is adverse to eating something from an animal or have a, has a religious objection. So there are other alternatives. You know, there are plenty of other alternatives to thyroid hormone replacement. So mm -hmm. that's what happened. And, um, you know, honestly, it's a very good, wonderful option and natural desiccated thyroid is cheap and it's all over the world in every country. And it is one of the most endocrine mimicry treatments you can get. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know where you want me to go from here, but hell, I'm just like putting on a seatbelt, hanging on for the ride with you. <laughs> I love it because, you know, these are things we've covered all over the years and you've condensed it, a lot of it into one short segment, which is amazing. Right. Uh, and, well, sure uh, let me, and let me give you an example. I always think this is kind of fun. So, you know, I've had so many issues with uninformed doctors over the years and, you know, finally have a great doctor gets it. The doctor mm -hmm. on my book, Dr. Forsman. But um, I went into a doctor's office once and you don't even need to know anything about what I'm talking about to illustrate this point. I went into an endocrinologist with a patient who worked for a company I was working for and she didn't speak English very well. So I offered to go in with her. The endocrinologist didn't look at her, ask her how she felt, didn't ask her any questions. And I said to the endocrinologist, Hey, I, I I'd like you to take a test called reverse T3. Can you please take this test? The endocrinologist looked at me and she goes, we don't test that. That's old school. And I said, well, uh, actually, I had a reverse T3 problem, so it's pretty new school to me. All I'm asking is that you take a test. Can you just take this test? That's all I'm asking is for you to take a test. And then she says, well, fine, but I don't know how to evaluate it. And I looked at her and I go, did you just patronize me about asking you about a test and now you're telling me you know nothing about? Mm. That's how it works. That is awful. What I just That is like me yeah. saying, 
uh, Rob, do not, do not go see the new Star Wars, Jurassic Park movie. Don't see it. Yeah. And you say, oh my God, why? Was it really bad? And I go, oh no, I didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, this yeah. is the kind of stuff you come across. So that's ego. Mm. Oh, that's old yeah. school. We don't, do, I'm discounting you. One doctor said the same thing about that test. Well, we only test that when you're in the ICU. Mm-hmm. The ICU, the intensive care unit. How about we test it before I get to the ICU? And if you're yeah. testing it in the ICU routinely, doesn't that say everything you need to know? Mm-hmm. So again, you don't even need to know anything about that test to see what patients are up against and they're being discounted. Oh, you've got depression. Well, that's a hypothyroid symptom. No, it's a hypothyroid symptom when you're still hypothyroid, when you get unhypothyroid by whatever means natural way, totally. There's so many natural ways to do that. And if you, natural stuff fails and you have to go on thyroid hormone, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But once it's treated properly, you don't have any symptoms. So the dumb doctor who doesn't know how to under, you know, treat a patient properly on thyroid hormone replacement is going to discount all of these things. And then they'll get put on Prozac. It'll last for three months, but then it won't work because they never got to the bottom of the issue. Another one is hormones. I had a 25 year old kid come to me, this, this boy, well, young man, and he had low testosterone. So what did the doctor do? They see the low testosterone and they immediately say, well, we'll put you on testosterone wrong. They should have ruled out the thyroid first. You always rule it out because it is the master gland, not because I said so, because it technically (laughs) is. Okay. So, so we looked at his thyroid. He had a horrible thyroid problem, reverse T3. He didn't need to go on testosterone at 25. That's not the move. So here's what happens. The uninformed doctor does all this patchwork operation on you and you look like a freaking quilt at the end of it because they never got to the root of the problem. Same thing with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I was misdiagnosed with that. Now one might go, well, what kind of dumb endocrinologist? No, no, no. If you looked at the ultrasound, you would have diagnosed it was textbook, but no one said, why? Why is a healthy 30-year-old who's never had a gynecological issue suddenly bleeding all the time and has PCOS? Thyroid. Once I fixed my thyroid, never had an issue since. So we really honestly have to always go back to the thyroid for any uh, psychiatric stuff. Every And I've talked to the head of psychiatric hospitals here in LA, and I say, do you fully test the thyroid before you put on anyone on, you know, a Prozac or whatever, they don't. Of course And not. if they do, they just take the 1973 test that we don't use anymore to judge the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So I implore everyone, no matter what the problem, oh, I have high cholesterol. Do you? Or do you have a thyroid problem? Do you know what well, I mean? Well, and, and realizing that adequate cholesterol is so critical for endocrine function as well. Because it's the, absolutely critical, which is why right. we see a lot of vegans and vegetarians either not getting their period until very, very late in life or going through early menopause. Or those statin drug users destroying their youth hormones. And they're, you know, the, the worst. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. it, look, if you have a doctor who prescribes you a statin, go get a CAD score. Go get a CAD score. Go fire your doctor first. and then Fire them first. Go yeah. get a CAD screen. They're idiots. If anyone does a CAD, doesn't do a CAD screening and provides no. you a statin, they do not... What's, know what's happening. They're just selling you something and they're not looking at the right ratios and they're not looking at cholesterol profiles in the right way. Super Don, do you, do you see this? Do you hear this? Do I, is I have a sister that I didn't know about this L Russ just comes on this show, takes it over. And I love it. It's like, I don't, I told you I didn't have to do anything. I'm not needed. to. Be we there. have found somebody who can fill in for you when you want to take a day <laughs> off. Now. I got, I got no word in it. Obviously I don't passionate about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. I, I think it's, well, fun. she does have her own show, so it's not well, like she's, she's completely foreign to this. Yes. But L I'd have to say, you know, and, and partly I, I would think that when you appear on other people's shows, you know, there's a limited time frame. You don't know how much, sometimes you don't know how much time you have. So you want to get everything out. You can. The same and I think time, I was told that when I had a limited time. So maybe I'm trying to try. No. Yeah, well, I was just saying, take a breath. Allow people to digest what you're saying because it's profound. Yeah. It's important. And it for those of you who said, oh, Elle just took talk too fast for me, there's a book. 
And we have it linked up in the show notes today. Isn't that interesting? And at robertscottmill.com. And guess what it's called? You scroll down, you can see it, the paleothyroid solution. And if it's if there's a fraction of what she's communicated already with us today, verbally, you're going to do really well with whatever thyroid issue you may have or may even not have. Now, I got to ask you, too, about that uh, that other book with the <laughs> name I can't say, Confident as You Know What. F. Mm-hmm. Did that come out first before this thyroid book? No, that's my second book. That just came out more afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, because there's no lack of confidence in you. I see that, which is great. But the question is, who is this book directed? Who's your audience for this book? You know what? It's actually 85% of the world has issues with low self-esteem. Okay. So confidence is one thing, but you never gauge it by outward appearance. So for example, uh, you, you someone could get up and talk on a stage to 50,000 people and we would all go, wow, they're so confident, but not so they could get off the stage and not be able to have conversations with their neighbors or their loved ones because they're a people pleaser in really in real life. Mm-hmm. So confident as F is really about inside and out because you're not going to get anything you want in life without it. And that really, it's from the bedroom to the boardroom, everywhere in between, you've got to speak up. And one of the things talk about paleo, primal, ancestral health, confidence is very ancestral. So one of our modern problems, it is a modern luxury to wallow in self-pity and despair. Yes. Our, hunter, yes. our hunter-gatherer ancestors had Dude. immense challenges. They saw right. failure as feedback, onward right. and upward. Can you imagine them going on a hunt, not catching a beast, and then Joe sitting there by the water hall going, I don't know, Bob, do you think I should hunt again? Like, I'm really bad at well, it. Well, how about like, this, Elle? You know, they, they, they called me by the wrong pronoun. I don't know if I can, um, I'm just not, you know, it's like these people are dead in a real world scenario. The luxury of being able to worry about stupid stuff like that, that they think is the end of the world means that they've had such an easy life that they have no earthly idea what it takes to really survive. We have been created. And I think we need to get back to that. We need to get back to a little. Now here's what we didn't have back then. I no doubt would have been dragged by my hair into a cave and who knows what would happen to me. So we didn't have human rights. There were no laws. Okay. So yeah, I think consciousness is, is where you're going that we've had leaps in consciousness, shifts in consciousness that help us to see beyond some of those, what we call maybe primitive behaviors, but there are primitive behaviors that are very much viable today in a survival situation once the oil if they really stop the oil from flowing then suddenly you're like holy crap all this stuff magically appeared in the in the grocery store and now it's not there what are you going to do now worry That's about right. your pronoun or you know what I'm saying? Well, i mean so, we have we again we have all of these you know it's it's this we need to go back to adopting their onward and upward failure as feedback, not mm-hmm. as looking inward and going, I'm so bad, I'm never going to be successful, that kind of thing. So it's kind of an ancestral birthright to be confident. And it's somewhere along the way we lose it because a parent told us you're going to be nothing. You know, we got to you know, whatever, maybe you were beaten as a kid. Hey, look, those are tough things to get over. But then you're just letting that story win. So this is about rising above everything and getting what you want in life, ditching bad vibes and getting out there to pursue your dreams and goals, because literally you will not be able to do any of that without confidence. And so again, it's, um, we need to get a little bit more back. This is where we didn't adapt very well from, from hunter gatherer days and where we need to kind of combine a little bit of their confidence, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm digging it. I'm appreciative of you and your journey and what you're sharing with uh, my audience here. And I hope that people plug into all that you're doing. It also says you're a coach of some kind of master coach. So is that yeah, I coach people in the books you? that I write. Yeah. All over the okay. world. Cool. So there's a lot of uh, interactivity. Now, 
do you have uh, an upcoming events tab like we do on our show where you're going to be like appearing in places or doing online webinars or seminars? I don't, but I do have two courses that are amazing based on the books that I have. And I also have two free masterclasses. So I have a 90 minute free confidence masterclass and a two hour free thyroid masterclass video tutorials of me giving you a ton of great free information that in and of itself could probably help you along the way with either one of those topics. So mm -hmm. if you go to my website, the free stuff tab has the free masterclasses. You could look at courses as well. I do have the most extensive thyroid course on the planet. It's about a semesters of college worth of information. And that's for doctors, health practitioners, or anyone suffering who really needs the answers and specific dosing protocols so that they can help themselves. And then the confidence uh, course is about 14 hours as well. So both are there, self-paced courses and free masterclasses for you to get as much, you know, juicy information as you want on these two topics. All right. So how did you survive LA if you were there for the entire two plus years of absolute terror and fear and masking and division and automatic institutionalized experimental injections? You know, no, you know, no one's going to want to hear it, but, uh, we love it here. Uh, there's not there's not one complaint from any of my friends, but also we live in a beautiful place where you can be outside year round. So to me, there was no being trapped. I live in the middle of the mountains. It's beautiful. We're living a California life. So what it was for me versus someone maybe living in a condominium somewhere in a very packed area or city where maybe they really couldn't get out, uh, they probably lived a different pandemic. I hiked uh, 750 miles during the pandemic. So I just was in the mountains enjoying my life. <laughs> Did you um, ever encounter somebody on that hike seeing you without a mask and going, <gasps> uh, I was screamed at one time by someone who called my friend and I a COVID criminal, uh, which I thought was interesting. And we had pulled up, we'd actually did this where we passed just to be respectful. Right. Um, but in general, you know what, I, I gotta be honest with you. We're talking about California. Most people are on board here with what happened. You are talking about that, that being the majority of people here. Mm -hmm. So when people outside of California are like, Oh my God, it's so horrible. We're like, yeah, but, but the majority of people here aren't really having a problem with this. I mean, no one liked the lockdowns. That was not fun. But I also feel like I was prepared for it. I mean, I don't have FOMO, a fear of missing out. So when the lockdowns happened, I was like, okay, good. I've been I'm prepared for this. Yeah, like, you you found I, a way to I'm gonna enjoy myself here. Thrive. I'm gonna be productive and take advantage of this, you know. But I I also know that that's not the case for people who have kids and you know, a, a full family sure. to support and lost their jobs. So very easy for me to say. Well, um, I, I think what uh, you know, part what I learned from that is of course is the area you're in does matter. And yes, there are areas of California. Why is California so populous? It was because it's a beautiful area. It's amazing weather. Yeah. And yet you found a way to be more in a, an environment that was conducive to outdoor living, not as highly condensed in population. And these are the things that people think about having lived through this and go, my gosh, I couldn't be myself because if I was, I would yeah. be condemned and ostracized and criminalized simply for believing in freedom to breathe to you know go out and exercise so there were people there not just california but elsewhere and i asked with sincerity about your experience because i like to learn from yeah. how you how you navigate those things yeah it was um i actually enjoyed it i hate to say that i, I enjoyed the because it was nice to have this roads clear <laughs> but again i i realized that my level of enjoyment for this pandemic is based on the fact that I already work from home. I designed my own schedule and that is a luxury. It's yeah. a luxury I work for, but at the end of the day, I realized that is not the case for most people and I would probably have a different opinion. Yeah. Um, so I, I understand that, but it was easy for people to get out, get in their car and go somewhere outdoors if they really wanted to. Um, but at the end of the day, if you lived in a highly densely populated place like West Hollywood or something like that, yeah, you, you were really shut in. You were in trouble then. Yeah, yeah you were in trouble. Well, 
El, uh, absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for bearing so with much. the little technical difficulties and carrying us through it. There's the website, lrus.com, number one bestselling author and master coach, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, available to you. And a lot of uh, classes online available and a lot of free stuff to learn yeah. from. And, and I thank you for uh, providing a way to you know strengthen people through your experience. And uh, happy to have you on again. Or if there are any up- updates on any issue, we have a great time here and uh, you've, you've added to it. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. That's El Russ. Great, great uh, first time guest. Once again, Kevin, buddy, Pat, batting a, th- a thousand and getting us great people on the show that are uh, really resonating with the message here and adding to the body of knowledge and always looking to empower you, maybe challenge you too in, in some of the things you think you knew But these are the things that are of great benefit to me, certainly, and I hope they benefit you as well. All right, Super D, as we're, uh, we got a few more minutes here in the show. I know we got one more article that you want to cover, and I'm happy to do it. It's a rather interesting one the mechanics of a Freedom of Information Act request and the dirt it can help you find. Did you, did, how did you stumble on this article? This is kind of a different article. It's just, uh, you know, you, you, you find stuff doing show prep (laughs) it's just you know you throw everything against the wall and then you kind of just look you know Mm -hmm. see what's going on and um i thought it was interesting because i I, i've never done one of these before i've heard about them but i've never seen anybody come out with an article and said hey you know here's how you do it and here's why you should do it well all you had to do was ask brian hooker he's done that this is true yeah, a lot of times. But you were this just not true. interested till now. You're like, oh, okay, here it is. I can do that. So what kind of dirt did they suggest you try and find? Is it like, what does the government have on Superdon, right? I mean, you can, you can find out. You can yeah. actually, you can, you can do a, a Freedom of Information Act with, the, uh, with basically any agency yeah. in the United States and ask them for, you know, what information they have on you. Wow. Yeah. Well, think about it, like our buddies, Ty and Charlene Bollinger being mm-hmm. discussed at the White House. Oh, these dangerous people spreading misinformation. I mean, that was, I think, what they're revealing via suits and Freedom of Information Act requests. Some of it's discovery, too. But uh, FOI revealed all the emails going back and forth between various government officials and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, things like that. Uh, and that might be of interest because anybody that's been shadow banned or blocked, I mean, you'll find maybe they're talking about you, too. Well, here's some examples of some of the stuff you can do. You can find out if the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, has a uh, file open on you, mm-hmm. which they might Yeah. if you've you ever, ever gone, gone to a protest. Yeah. So you can find out that information. You can demand documents from the Internal Revenue Service if you're being audited. Mm-hmm. If you've turn, been turned down for a, a federally backed mortgage or loan, you can ask to see the relevant documentation. Mm-hmm. If you've been charged with a crime, you can seek documents that might help your case in court. There's a pop-up. Yeah, that's things. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, uh, it says you can ask the National Archives for genealogical information, including family military service records. Genealogy, big thing. In fact, I'll have to show you sometime. Mm-hmm. My dad was big into uh, genealogy, and behind me uh, over here is a gigantic book of genealogy of mm-hmm. my family going all the way back to like pictures and military records. and, and it's, it's really interesting if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing it says here is you can seek records related to your favorite conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. including UFOs and the Kennedy assassination. Uh, and it's, it says here, uh, in fact, the government set up a whole separate statute 
around JFK because they get so many uh, requests for these documents. So, mm. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you could do it if you are serious about trying to find out information about something that's critical or something like that. Mm. Or I suppose if you wanted to, anybody can do it. You could just do a Freedom of Information Act on something just for fun. Yeah, well, it seems to be there's a three-step method that they list, a one, two, and a three. So if you're not sure, this uh, article in the show notes today, and probably you sent this out in the newsletter too, didn't you? It did go out in the newsletter, yes. Which leads us to the poll question of the day. Indeed, and I don't have the results. We'll have to do that after we get back. Oh, really? But the question is, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a no-brainer, I think, for most people that watch this show. Well, every once in a while, you got to throw an easy one you know, we'll see. We'll see yeah. on the other on the other side of the break here. But is the FDA a reliable source of information on what healthy food is? Now, if you were paying attention mm-hmm. to what we are mm-hmm. talking about there at the, the beginning of this gave hour, you the answer. <laughs> pretty much, especially. I mean, how crazy is that? That on the day, and it was intentional. On the day that they were doing this, we're gonna make everybody healthy and solve hunger in eight years and all that stuff. That Moms Across America came out with this report mm-hmm. at the same time showing, uh, hey, look, you know, while you guys are sitting here trying to determine how many grains of salt uh, we should have in our food and whether we can, yeah, it'll have a, a stamp on the front of it to tell you because you're too dumb to figure it out yourself if it's healthy or not. Uh, the same day they come out showing what a joke it has been with the FDA and the USDA on the food that they're feeding our kids and these school lunches. I mean, it's poison. I mean, if you look at all the things they listed on there, it's just carcinogens and endocrine disruptors and heavy metals and stuff in there like that. And they're worried about, you know, are, are you eating enough grains in that package that you're right. buying off the shelf? You know? Which may be loaded with uh, And you know, the FDA isn't going to give a flip about any of those things that they identified as problems in the school lunches. None of that. None of that's going to be covered by the FDA. Is that a problem? Mm -hmm. Yes. We need Jonathan E. Mord uh, in the Senate to take care of this problem, right? Yeah. Uh, Well. So results of the poll on the other side. All right. So we'll take a pause here. Uh, Remember, reminder, the big event with Dr. Terry and Stu Warner for the weekend of the 7th, 8th, and 9th in Orlando has been postponed and rescheduled for 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th of January, first thing in the new year in Orlando because of the hurricane and all the damage to a lot of the people that were attending and, and lecturing and presenting and exhibiting. So, so far, that's the only change I know for next week. As more information becomes available, we'll let you know. Stay tuned here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, two hours a day, six days a week, and more, in fact. RobertScottBell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll take a look at what's in the chat room. If anybody's been there today, I haven't had a chance to look, but we'll look in a moment. Peekaboo. And uh, with that, bonus round coming up. Power to Heal is yours. I'm just checking something out, Super D. You didn't tell me. Did we go out live to Rumble today? Oh, I wasn't going to tell you yet because I'm just testing things out. It was weird because yeah. I, I, I got on Rumble because I uploaded the uh, the video with our interview with uh, Dr. Hotzi okay. on there because his team was saying, hey, can we get that? And so whenever I isolate an interview, I'd upload it to Rumble and then send okay. them the link, right? Gotcha. So I got in there and I was looking at like the 
things, you know, you have to click on through to get to the pages that I want to do and stuff like that. And then it had set up live stream and I'm like, okay. Well, I'd set up so, live stream. <laughs> so while you were talking and stuff like that, I was like, let's see what happens. And so, uh, I'll show you here. Let me, let me just, uh, I got it up now too. Yeah. Well, I'm going to show everybody else because, and I put it, I actually, I put it in the, uh, what, what do you mean? Sign in. I want to sign in. Huh? Of course, it's going to be a pain in the butt now. But yeah, we've been streaming on Rumble so uh, for, the, for most that, of the show. Is that something that Restream allows? Yes. Wow. It does uh, because we upgraded not too terrible. Well, it's been a bit a bit ago, I guess. Yeah, but it's also thanks to patron supporters that makes it possible. It is. Now, here's the thing. My understanding yeah. on that was that uh, we were not able to stream because there was an additional fee that was involved. So... I don't know if what we're experiencing at the moment is a fluke, okay, or what the deal is. Um, what it, all I know is that there we are. Okay, so it's On it's working. All right. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm going to keep kind of playing with it and see, but it, it looks like at least today, yeah, we we uh, we're streaming live on Rumble. So, well, speaking of. Uh... Uh, all the outlets and outlays and also all the support that's uh patreon if you're a patron supporter the super don did you send the memo out the message the email out because it's I, been I, posted in patreon so you should have gotten an email okay um notifying you of that and if you did not which does sometimes happen for people yeah all you got to do is log into patreon and the information's right there okay so thank you for your kind support of us on patreon and we'd love to see you I know it's a weird one today because this, it, we just had to postpone it on, inadvertently. We didn't know we had double booked the Wednesday yesterday for the Cardio Miracle webinar. So hopefully we'll have some folks show up and only the odds are greater that you might win something because we always love to give back. And thanks to our sponsors. Indeed. Primarily give, giveaways again today, I think, are, are mostly silver and copper. I, I haven't, have you got anything else? Have you received anything else we can give away today? I don't know. But no. silver and copper is awesome too. So I don't. So we'll we'll do. Hey, there's nothing wrong with silver and copper. No, it's everything right with silver, silver and copper. And copper. <laughs> All right. So, uh, FDA is it a reliable source of information on what healthy food is? What do you think they said, Robert? Uh, this should be a slam dunk, overwhelming majority, except for silly snickerdoodles that don't answer this properly. <laughs> the answer is no. Silly no. snickerdoodles. I like yeah. that. We actually. Well, it is overwhelming. But right. believe it or not, there was almost 10% of the answers did say that the FBI were was. Who are these people and how did they get in here? <laughs> well, you know, I just we just recently reached out to Paul Offit. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think we probably may, if, if he, he could have subscribed to the newsletter, mm -hmm. I think. So I think maybe we got his vote. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, as suspected, the FDA, no, they are not. A reliable source of information on what healthy food is and if you haven't figured that out yet you haven't been paying attention <sighs> because they suck and they are corrupt and nothing they do makes any sense no of course not well okay some things do they the do opposite. but do quite, the quite a bit yeah Woo. anyway Man, I, I barely made it back for the show today I just had to eat a little bit before I get started because it was like a whirlwind yeah. this morning with the podcast thing that I did at the studio and good stuff go though. But uh, 
tomorrow morning I've got to do Al Foreman. Uh, he used to own Toonies down there in uh, Margate, no, Coral Springs, Florida. Then he sold it. Now he's got Al Save a Lot. Mm-hmm. And he's going to interview me. Excuse me, I think I want to sneeze. Hold on. Nope. No. That's good. I feel Zoom tight. Thank you. But I'm going to be on his show tomorrow, which re airs on Saturday. We're going to talk about, uh, in fact, it's interesting, new breaking news from our friends at Sovereign Silver. Their vertical spray is now called a sinus spray. They were able to navigate the regulations to allow for a label that included direct information to squirt it up your nose. That's big news. Up your nose? We were doing it already, but, you know, just say it directly. That hasn't been something we've been able to do, folks. So that's cool. What else we got tomorrow? Patty Kenobi from Trinity School of Natural Health. Uh, Lee Dundas. Oh, she's on. She's going to be coming at, at us uh, from a, a live event, I think, right? Yeah, so uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff going on with uh, Kev. He's oh. been um, coordinating some stuff. So I'm going to have to go back and wrap my head around exactly all the details. Mm-hmm. Because it was while we were, I was doing show prep, but apparently Lee Dundas is going to be on. Okay. And then when Lee Dundas is done, then uh, there will be some other people at that event that she is at that may be able to jump on as well, including Lynn Saputo and possibly another guest. And so uh, there's some people there that will be helping to coordinate that. So I'm going to have to get in touch with them and find out exactly what's going on. But. It could be a fun interview on that day. We may end up um, having no idea who it is that's going to be on the show. Surprise guess. Did you freeze up? He did freeze up. Robert is having some issues with his uh, internet. So I just kicked him off. And you should notice that and then rejoin. In three, two, one... Come on, Robert. No, Robert? Not sure what's going on with that. Hopefully that doesn't have an effect on uh, our AMA this afternoon. So I'm going to give him just another minute here. Um, nope, there he is. Okay. I knew you'd, I knew you'd show back up probably. It, it definitely been glitchy on my part today. I don't know why. I can't tell. It's like your internet goes to red and then you just you freeze. Okay, because so, I'm not... Yeah, you're right. I think it, it might be an internet connectivity issue here. So yeah. what I'm going to suggest is since we've got some, we got a couple hours here before the AMA that you reboot uh, your yeah. modem and your router. Yeah, I think that's a good... I don't know how long it's been since you've done that. Oh, way long. Yeah, too long. Yeah. So I would do that and do a hard boot on the computer from scratch, and then we should be okay. Okay. Usually it's me that has these problems, not you. I know. I look, it's, you know, every once in a while I got to do it too. You know, I don't want to feel left out. So, once again, uh, AMA at 4 o'clock Pacific. That's just a little under two hours from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join Patreon if you'd be interested in joining us. And there's a banner over on the website to do that. And let me see what we've got. What is it? Gosh, it's already the end of the weekend. Yeah. Time flies, man. What do we got going on tomorrow? Anything? Uh, I think wow, I have a free record. bunch of stuff here. So, yeah, okay, so tomorrow is the thing. So, Patty Kenobi, you said, Lee Dundas, Len Saputo, probably, it looks like. Um, 
and then you'll be doing some recording after the show tomorrow mm-hmm. as well. Full day for you, man. Oh, I know. It's been that, day That's, that's the most stuff I've seen on a calendar day in a long time. I'm just waiting to find out if there are any other changes on my Florida trip. So yep. we'll see. If I know tomorrow, I'll let you all know. So stay in touch. Stay in touch. Or I'll see you on the Zoom. Two hours right. from now. Less than two hours from now. Sounds good. So less than 22 hours from now, we'll be back on the air. God willing. And less than two hours from now, we'll be doing our Zoom AMA. Hope to see you there, all, all y'all. Thank you. And if not, you miss it, Super Don will get it up so you can watch it later. And I'll be sending out the replay link uh, for the uh, webinar, the Cardio Miracle webinar. That it should was be great, dude. That will be in your inbox tomorrow morning. Right, yeah, between, good Lord. I mean, having Dr. David Martin on there, all, as well as John Hewlett, that was awesome. And Super Don brought it. We got to revisit your, your, your wife's kitchen. I was actually thing. there for about a half an hour or so. Yeah, and that's yeah. not typical. So, y'all, it's a good one. You, gotta, you <laughs> definitely got to check it out. All right, so uh, some of you we'll see in a couple hours. Rest of you we will see tomorrow. You guys have a good day. Thanks.